Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 125 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with the Honourable Shannon Fentiman, Minister for Employment and Small Business, and Minister for Training and Skills Development. Shannon Fentiman holds a Bachelor of Laws, First Class Honours from QUT, and completed her Master of Laws at Melbourne University. She was admitted as a legal practitioner in 2007. Prior to her election to the Queensland Parliament as the member for Waterford, Shannon worked as a solicitor and also worked as a judge's associate in the Supreme Court of Queensland to her honour, Justice Atkinson. With considerable experience in employment law, Shannon is committed to the creation and protection of quality jobs in Queensland and is a passionate advocate for quality education and training opportunities for all members of the community. Delivering the government's commitment to creating jobs for Queenslanders and supporting local businesses to reach their full potential are Shannon's main priorities as Minister for Employment and Small Business and Minister for Skills and Training Development. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss a range of initiatives and opportunities that the Queensland government is investing in to drive forward a socially enterprising state. We'll gain an understanding of the role the government believes social innovation can play in bringing equity to all Australians. And we'll talk about the Minister's commitment to social justice and a mission of improving the lives of working people. So Minister Fentiman, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, Tom. So to kick things off, Minister, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led you on this journey into politics? Well, I think you've covered a a lot of it there, but certainly in my own local community of Logan, I was volunteering with many um, non-government organisations. I was a a solicitor with the Beanley Neighbourhood Centre. I was on the board of the Centre Against Sexual Violence and Logan's Women's Health. And I just saw a real need for a community champion that would stand up and really be a strong voice for my local community. Um, At the time, the the previous government was making a lot of cuts to organisations like the ones I was volunteering with. So that gave me a lot of passion to step up and put um, put my hand up to represent my community. And I have to say, I'm loving it. Um, so I grew up in a, in a household that wasn't necessarily political, but discussed what was happening mm. around us um, and was, you know, it was always lively debate and discussion uh, at the dinner table. My mum's a teacher, my dad's a carpenter. So, yep. you know, I've got that passion for making sure that everyone has access to a world-class education no matter where they live. Um, and also, as you can see from my background in employment law, making sure people have decent, safe jobs. Yep. So. It's, you know, I was always probably going to end up doing something like this, but it's uh, an incredible privilege to have this role and, and I feel like we're um, making a, a great difference for so many families. Absolutely. So what do you find to be the most rewarding part of your job? 
Look, there's so many rewarding parts, but I think it's when you meet people whose lives you've directly changed or impacted. My previous role um, was the Minister for Child Safety and the Minister for the Prevention of Domestic and Family Violence. So incredibly difficult policy areas, but when you would meet women who could go to a specialist domestic violence court on the Gold Coast, for example, the first of its kind in the country, and mm. tell me what an a huge difference that made to them seeking justice after experiencing violence. You, There's no other job in the world that allows you to change people's lives like that so directly. Um, and I know that's, you know, that same passion I've found working with so many of the stakeholders in the, the social innovation, social enterprise space. Mm -hmm. um, we're all here to try and make a big difference in people's lives. And when that happens and you get that feedback, that's what keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. So within a Queensland context then, where do you see the biggest issues and the biggest challenges for Queensland moving forward? Yeah, well, look, Queensland is a huge decentralised state. So we have a challenge to keep the, the southeast powering along here in Brisbane, but also making sure that our regional communities are growing, that there is economic development happening right across the state and that we are growing jobs, not just here in the southeast, but across regional Queensland. So there's, there's a lot of um, challenges in terms of making sure that everyone gets an opportunity to get a foot in the door with their mm. first job. It's something yep. that our government is really committed to. Um, and we know that sometimes you know, there are some families that will require some extra help. And that's where I really see the role of social enterprise coming in, particularly for those vulnerable Queensland families, vulnerable Queenslanders. They might need that bit of extra case management to help them through mental health issues or whatever it is and social enterprise can be a great partner um, for us in that in trying to bring everyone up to a level where they can access their first job mm, it absolutely can we've definitely seen an increase in awareness about social enterprise and there's definitely this growing understanding and, and consumer support for purpose-driven business as well very much with the millennials too so recently you've been engaging key sector leaders in roundtable discussions. It's fantastic to see. And you've also held a social enterprise event at Parliament, which unveiled the goal to create 5,000 jobs through social enterprise. So could you please share what you see as some of the biggest developments in the social enterprise sector in Queensland and where state government's commitment and policy lies moving into the future? Yeah, well, look, I think, Tom, you're right. There is a huge, um, strong grassroots movement here in Queensland. We have some fantastic social enterprise success stories. It's a really strong networked group. But for the last few years, for whatever reason, the state government really hasn't been playing a role in helping to um, strengthen those networks and, and really providing a framework mm. for the ecosystem to flourish. Yeah. So I have to say the meetings that I've been having with our social entrepreneurs um, and our academics, they have to be the, like the most sort of motivating two hours um, of my week. So much passion in the room. And so really I want to work with um, the, the social enterprise network um, that already exists to put in place a policy framework to support and strengthen them. Um, and we're working towards a strategy. Um, but we've also seen some big movements in other agencies like public works and housing. We mm. now have a dedicated uh, policy which says government procurement, government money 
um, should go to social enterprise. Um, so having that as a policy in our, um, our procurement agenda, I think is a huge leap forward mm, um, for absolutely. Queensland. So, so that's pretty exciting. And of course, I've also asked Jobs Queensland, which is the, the independent body that provides government with advice around planning for the future workforce to do some analysis uh, about the impact that social enterprise already has on Queensland's job market. And that will then help us um, in the development of our strategy. Mm. Because if government has key priorities, such as creating jobs, you know, creating a safe um, community, helping people with their mental health issues, then you know, we don't have to do that alone as the government because yep. we've got these fantastic social businesses that are also wanting to do this. So why wouldn't we partner and leverage from each other? Yeah, absolutely. So that ambitious goal of 5,000 jobs, that was great. And you can see that being created through social enterprise. But beyond that employment objective, what other ambitious goals do you believe the sector could aim towards, which recognises that social enterprise is not just about jobs? So how might we provide support for place-based, smaller scale initiatives, which are commonly led by women and also Indigenous-led initiatives in the space? Absolutely. And again, we've got some fantastic examples um, of social enterprises already delivering um, yep. for you know, vulnerable women or Indigenous people on the Cape. So we want to harness that. And, and yes, the government has a real focus around jobs, but of course, um, we have six key priorities for government. And for example, one of them is about protecting the Great Barrier Reef. Mm -hmm. And so as part of our, our roundtable, we've got um, James from um, the Good Beer Company, and he basically makes beer where the money goes back to saving the Great Barrier Reef. So why wouldn't you want to drink beer and save the Great Barrier Reef? So we have a lot of people who are doing all sorts of things in the community, which are all tied to the government's priorities. You know, we have a goal to get more young people either in jobs or training. You know, the Hope Street Cafe just across the river here in South Brisbane does fantastic work with vulnerable young people, mm. getting them ready um, for work and case managing them. The work that Vanguard does um, is fantastic. And it's not just about getting people jobs, it's about getting them access to good mental health care and, and getting them housing, all of those other things that are so important. Um, and we also have priorities around, you know, healthy start. So again, social enterprises that work um, to provide people um, with, you know, proper health care and access to, to the help they need are all so important to government. So, mm. you know, we've, we obviously have a focus on jobs, but I know that there is so much more that social enterprise can do and we want all of them to be supported through this framework. Fantastic. It's good to hear. So given Scotland's bilateral support across all levels of government to social enterprise, it was amazing to see this year at the World Forum over there where they were announcing local government strategies and, and you know, we saw the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, uh, their you know, leading events, this bilateral support is seen as one of the factors that has helped them become a global leader in the space. So how committed do you believe are the opposition to supporting your policy initiatives, given the recent past of many great initiatives that have then become defunded? And what is the feedback from members of the opposition from recent events such as that of the social enterprise event in Parliament? Yeah, it's it's a really good question, and you know this really should be something that that has bipartisan support. And I can't speak for the opposition, Absolutely. but certainly there are a number of members from the opposition who came to the event at yep. Parliament House and spoke to some of our social entrepreneurs, and it was great to see their support. And certainly, I know 
Um, Toowoomba seems to almost be ground zero, which is a town in, in um, the southeast here, about an, an hour and a half out of Brisbane. That's where Vanguard is and Luke Terry, but also a whole range of other social entrepreneurs. And, it, you know, the member for Toowoomba was there mm. um, supporting our businesses. So I do think that there will be strong bipartisan support um, for the work we're doing here in Queensland. Um, it was wonderful at that event at Parliament to meet Vanda, one of the um, workers at Vanguard Laundry, and it was great to hear her her story about being out of work for 12 years. Mm. And, you know, she's not only gained this job, she's overcome a lot of personal issues and has not looked back and has really stepped up to be the face of um, what's happening here in Queensland with social enterprise. Excellent. You mentioned earlier, Minister Fentiman, your support for the Social Enterprise Network, which is the Queensland Social Enterprise Council. And that's existed for years now due to the commitment and passion and, and essentially volunteering of social entrepreneurs who are creating this network of peer support. So how important do you believe that advocacy role is that QSEC plays, its relationship to government? And is there any commitment to assisting QSEC and QSEC members, such as Impact Boom, who are providing this capacity building into the regional and rural communities of Queensland, particularly those that are, are really suffering economic hardship? Yeah, I think the capacity building is key. And I absolutely believe we need to support, you know, peak bodies um, that um, support that capacity building and, and building that, that capability of the sector. And I think that advocacy is absolutely mm -hmm. um, essential to good governance as yeah. well. So we're currently looking at ways we can support the industry, including how we can fund the Queensland Social Enterprise Council to do the work they do. And there will be more good news in this space very, very shortly. So I can't say too much at the moment, but certainly again, having come from my previous portfolio uh, in sort of the social services, you know, I couldn't have done my job if it wasn't for well-funded um, peak bodies that represent yep. the sector. Uh, and it's the same here. When we have a strong grassroots network, um, but we, we really want to work with them to build a framework, we need to be resourcing them to do that work. So there'll be some news shortly. Very exciting to hear. I'll look forward to it. Minister Fentiman, just earlier I mentioned the Social Enterprise World Forum and that recently took place in Scotland. There were over 1,400 social entrepreneurs who attended from over 47 different countries. That was over half of, of the people who gathered there. And they did that really to develop both the local and the global social enterprise sector and ecosystem. And in the previous year, we saw it over in New Zealand as well. And that served as an excellent catalyst to develop the sector, showcase the region. And it's left a lot of really positive legacies there as well. In fact, just this week, I spoke to Louise Eitken, uh, the CEO of Arkina Foundation, who's, who's talking about those legacies there. And so the question is, if we're to bring such a forum to Queensland and Australia more broadly, how might state government consider supporting an Australian bid for the Social Enterprise World Forum, given that it would provide strong benefits for both our nation and the development of the sector in the Oceania region as well? And are there any other opportunities that you could see could significantly help develop the sector and therefore the, the positive outcomes they provide for communities? 
Yeah, look, I think it would be fantastic to bring the forum here. Um, I know there's a lot of work being done in Queensland with, you know, many social entrepreneurs collaborating to form a bid to host the Social Enterprise World Forum here in Queensland. Um, it'd be fantastic to see it back in Australia. I understand Melbourne yep, has had 2009. it before. And, you know, I know Victoria beat us to having a social enterprise framework and strategy. So it'd be, you know, it'd be really good to get the forum here since they've had it. Um, and look, we'll obviously give it some careful consideration, but really happy to work with the sector on how we can help. And um, I'm really excited to see what might be possible because I think it would be a fantastic opportunity to showcase what's already happening here. Mm. Great stories, but also really um, for government agencies to then step up and look at how we can play a part in strengthening the ecosystem and we don't have to start from scratch as you've said everyone keeps talking to me about the great work that Scotland's doing and also New Zealand um, and Victoria so you, you know it is a great way for governments to, to see what's happening in other jurisdictions um, and then put that in place uh, here in Queensland. Fantastic we'll look forward to working with you to make it happen. So to finish off could you please recommend a few great books or resources to our listeners that you find inspiring? Oh, this is a great question and it does really reveal to me. I, I have a lot of different interests, so I sort of I wasn't quite sure where to start, but I guess I just thought I'd mention a few books recently that I've read that, that really gave me some food for thought. Um, the first one is actually a George Megalogenis' book, The Football Solution. I am a mad AFL fan, which is strange for a Queenslander. I know my family's from Victoria originally. Okay. So I love that. It was basically about AFL and politics, my you know two favourite passions. So for anyone uh, interested in either politics or AFL, I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, another one by a fantastic young Queenslander that I've read recently by a woman called Bree Lee. It's called The Eggshell Skull. It's basically a, a really great personal story of her. She um, she was a victim of sexual assault, mm. but she also talks about the current legal system and some of its flaws and, and how hard it is for victims to speak out. So incredibly timely, given everything that's happening, but yeah. a fantastic local writer, so I highly recommend it. I also, on the weekend, just bought Michelle Obama's book. I haven't read it yet, but I can't wait to get stuck into it. Who can think of a more... Uh, inspiring woman so yeah. um, really looking forward to that and I've recently just finished I also love um, to get some good fiction in there I think when you have these jobs where you you read a lot of information it's sometimes incredibly nice to go home and just delve into something completely fictional and yeah. um, I've just finished reading the new Haruki Murakami novel and I have to say his creativity never ceases to um, leave you feeling incredibly inspired. Mm. Um, so he's um, one of my favourite authors and I highly recommend his new book as well. Wonderful. Well, there's some fantastic books there. <laughs> Very wide uh, selection, something for everyone. Excellent. Well, I'll stick a link through to all of them at the bottom of the article. <laughs> so Minister Fenderman, thanks so much for sharing your generous insights and time today and we'll look forward to touching base with you again in the future. Thank you so much, Tom. And thank you for all the work that you do, um, you know, really highlighting the fantastic work that, that social enterprise and social business do here. Um, and um, I'm going to become a regular listener to your podcast. It's our pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below, and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.